Nigel? Jake? This is it. Hey, hey, we did it. Yeah, isn't this great? Oh, man, I hope so. Uh, me too. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. I hope so too. You know, yeah. You you never know. You never know for sure. No, you never know how it's going to go. There could be a technical malfunction. Well, I'm excited. But I'm right excited. now we're we're looking pretty good, pretty clear. Yeah, we are. It's your, it's the Christmas episode, and uh, well, it's the this may, might be actually officially the New Year's episode, but we we're doing it the on Boxing Day. No, yeah, I don't day think any, of... anybody in America really knows that Boxing Day is the day after Christmas, but that's a that's today. They don't fight in America. You don't put the gloves on and jump in the ring. Is that what Boxing, boxing Day is? is that what's that's what Boxing Day is. Yeah, it's up here. Everybody's just beating the crap out of each other. It sounds great. <laughs> well, that <laughs> brings. Can't... That brings me to your big Boxing Day news was you lost your wallet. Was that in some kind of fight? Uh, it was. It was in a fight with myself. I was in a huge battle with myself. What happened? Um, I uh, No, I just lost. I've never really lost my wallet before. I mean, I've forgotten my wallet before. Well, hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. What's going on with the editing of this week's episode of the Jake This of Jake's Answer podcast? Well, I'll tell you. I'm goofing around. I'm goofing around because this is a fun episode. Nigel's back this week, and I'm happy to have him back, and I hope you're happy to have us back. And thank you for listening to the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast for all these 77 episodes. What? You didn't listen to all of them? Well, you got your work cut out for you because it's almost 2014, and I'd like I'd like to see you finish up listening to all the all the old episodes before the new year starts. But uh, if you don't have time, I'm very slack on uh, makeup work, and of course, as always, it's going to be an open book final this year for the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. I almost mispronounced my own name. That's how big of a hurry I was in. And what I've learned from reading to my daughter is you've got to slow down sometimes, and you do a better job. I've also learned that making love to my wife, but, uh, you know, you forget sometimes when you got the pod machine on and you're trying to talk. Anyway, Nigel's back this week, and that's not the end of that lost wallet story. I know what you're thinking right now. Jeez, am I ever going to find out what happened? Yes, you are. But first, I'm going to tell you where I'm off to in case you'd like to uh, come and see me live, and then I'm going to get back to the conversation that I was having with Nigel. So, it's 2013 right now, but it's going to be 2014 before you know it. In fact, it's probably that right now as you're listening, because... This, this is coming out right at the end of the year, finale, end of the year, finale, beginning of the year, fanfare. So January 3rd through 5th, 3 through 5, I'm going to be in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club, 2014, January 3 through 5, Gotham Comedy Club, New York City, 208 West 23rd Street. That's between 7th and 8th Avenue. Please come out. I need some help in the Big Apple in order to have a good time. That's not really even true. I'm going to have a good time there if you come or if you don't come, but uh, believe me, you're going to have a better time if you show up. And then I guess technically I will have a better time. Okay, you got me. I do need you. I need you. And I want you. And I want you to need and want me. And so (laughs) drop everything and get on that. January uh, 23rd through 26th, I'm going to be up in Edmonton, Canada. Nigel may stop in. I don't know. But Edmonton, Canada at the comic strip in the West Edmonton Mall, January 23rd to 26th. Super excited about it. January 29th through February 1st, I'm going to be in Addison, Texas at the Improv. 
February 13th through 16th. I'm going to be in Columbus, Ohio at the Funny Bone. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, February 13th through 16th. That is going to be great. That's Valentine's Day is balls during that time. So I am going to try my best to help you to have sex with whoever you bring to that show. That's my goal, okay? And I hope that our goals align and that that all happens. And then you can send me some uh, photos. You can Facebook me with the evidence. Asking for right now. I might have drank too much coffee prior to doing this. February 19th at 22, I'm in Austin, Texas, Cap City's Comedy Club. I'm doing some Texas work this um, late winter, um, pre-spring. Now, let's just call it pre-spring, why don't we? From now on, so let's not let's not get involved. Let's let's call that pre-spring. <laughs> February 19th to 22nd, Austin, Texas. I'm looking forward to it. Austin, super hip town, and I'm going to be as super hip as I possibly can. And, you know, maybe I'll get to meet the governor. Maybe I won't. I don't know what the governor of Texas is like right now. A lot of times, well, I don't even want to get into it. Look, if you're the governor of Texas and you're listening to this, please come out to the show. We, no hard feelings. Let's have a good time. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's enjoy ourselves all the time. Let's try and make that. There's your New Year's resolution. Let's enjoy ourselves all the time. Please make that into T-shirts and have them shipped to me. There's a post office box uh, that I have that if you're subscribing to my email list, you're aware of. So you can subscribe to my email list. You can find out about my club dates. You can watch YouTube videos of me. You can buy my CDs or DVDs, all of that on my website, jakethis.com. How am I going to remember that, you say? And I say, look in the podcast thing that you're listening to now, and the name of the podcast is Jake This, and then that is also the name of my website. It's very simple, Jake This. Type that into your browser Create a history for yourself, do some bookmarking, and don't forget to tweet me, at Jake This. All right, so this week I, I had a conversation with Nigel. It was a little bit of a funny conversation because he had just lost his wallet. We meant to get together on the Skype, Skype, Skype or net uh, earlier in the day and weren't able to do that because he was traumatized and trying to find his wallet. So let's get back to that lost wallet conversation. I know you're dying to hear about it. And uh, I may interrupt the podcast or maybe my wife is going to stop by. I can't make any promises this early in the episode, but uh, let's just see what happens. Shall we? Yeah, we're going to. Tell me all the things you've done with your wallet. Uh, you've forgotten it, and you went I back. I can't tell and... you all the things I've done <laughs> with my wallet. I can tell you some of the things I've done with it. What's the longest that you've ever spent not knowing where your wallet was and then getting it returned? Uh, lunch. Uh-huh. Lunch. To, I went to meet a friend for lunch, and I forgot my wallet. And uh-huh. I was running errands beforehand. And I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, man, I forgot my wallet. And he was like, do you want to run back and get it? And I was like, no, because then our lunch is over. But it was bothering me that I – because I'd run errands before that. Then I went home, set the wallet down, my phone, whatever, grabbed a couple things, ran out the door to meet him for lunch. And then I got there, and I was like, I left it on the counter. I know I did, but it's just that idea of thinking maybe, maybe you it didn't. could be out there, could be somewhere else out maybe there Maybe you didn't. The well, that was a great story. <laughs> It was a long lunch. It was a long lunch. Yeah, it's lunch. tough. It's tough when you're not sure. I had one where I was pretty sure my wallet, my 
credit card thing because I keep the credit cards and the money separate. And I'm pretty sure the credit card thing fell out at this restaurant. I was just sitting with a friend on the sidewalk. It was a table on the sidewalk. And I thought, oh, it must have fallen out on that chair. But I was already back at the hotel, so I had to walk back like eight blocks. And when I got there, it was there. But the whole time I was thinking, oh, God, this is going to be the rest of the day. I'm going to have to figure out how to cancel everything and figure out how I'm going to get on my flight home in two days without a driver's (laughs) license, without any ID. Like, what kind of stuff do you say to the TSA to get that to happen? I don't know. I don't know. See, that's what I was going through today because I got a thing tonight. I was like, I need my wallet. And What are you doing tonight that you need your wallet? I'm going to meet a buddy of mine, uh, an old childhood friend of mine for drinks. Well, do they check ID? Do they check ID everywhere in Canada? Yeah, the legal drinking age here is eighteen, and I look like seventeen. So, <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Dream on, buddy. Constantly getting ID'd with yeah. this thin beard of mine. Well, the thing is, they check you to make sure to make it look good. Then, if there's some twenty or I guess not twenty year olds, it's eighteen. So they'd have to be seventeen year olds. Yeah, that are trying well, to get in. Some places I know now it's just mandatory. They don't care. They, they just, just check, check everybody. They just want your ID when you when you come in. If you don't have it, they're just like, "Sorry, there's." We're not going to break the law. We're not going to risk yeah. it. We're not going to risk it. Even though it's look, it's like clearly I am of legal age. Yeah, you right? don't. You don't really look seventeen at all. No, I don't. But that I, was a I've joke. had that. Your listener, our listeners, may be thinking, "Well, he sounds like he could look like he's 17. Guys, just in case you're wondering, I do look great. I don't feel like great and 17 go together, especially for dudes. I mean, for some women look great when they're 17. They look like a grown-up female person. But I feel like 17 is more of a child sort of a look than a than a great like great like you wouldn't yeah, be you like like if i was walking around now in my 50s and i looked like i was 17 that would not be, would great. be great that would be no, freakish that's true yeah i guess when i i guess yeah i guess i wasn't thinking specifically 17 i was thinking of the age where you would get id'd yes yeah. like that 18 to 25 mark well i still get carded sometimes because i'll be with some people that they want to card so then they card everybody so that they don't get into a fight with the person who doesn't want to get carded because the thing is look either you're old enough you're not old enough but let's go back let's let's back up a little bit and answer this (laughs) hypothetical question (laughs) how far are we backing up well just a couple just like a minute or so if you could look like any age that you've looked like like i still feel like it's possible i've known you now how many years 10 years maybe maybe not maybe not 10 years maybe not 10 years let's say that that's a good round number that sounds nice it could be seven could be seven (laughs) is that so different from 10 is that so different could be six which is close to five but also 10 is nice I don't think it's five. I think it's more than five. But yeah, I think it's more than five. Anyway, we're bogging down a little bit, and I want to get to yeah, the yeah, question. We can't, get, we can't get caught up on this. I don't feel like you've passed your prime of looks yet. I mean, I still feel like you look pretty good. I mean, time will tell. But I feel like when I look at myself in the mirror, definitely, if I could have stopped the clock, it would have been a little while ago. I, 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 feel, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't feel like I look terrible, but if I could back up, what age, what age do you think you're going to peak at, Nige? That's what I'm asking you. Oh man. Well, I don't know. I think I think you should be happy like I wouldn't want to wind back. I'll say that much. I don't want to go ba- I wouldn't want to go back in time, but if I could look You mean just in terms of looks? Just looks. Yeah. You're oh, not going back in time. You're just going to say, "Look, look, I'm going to take 40. 
I'm going to take 43-year-old me. That's what I would look like until, like, if I could look like that from when I was 43 until when I die of old age in my hundreds, if I still look yes. like I was 43. <laughs> you get but it would, book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's weird, though, because people are like, why is that 43-year-old guy moving so slow? Yeah, that's the a problem. Walker and what's wrong with him? <laughs> Everything else would deteriorate. I would still <laughs> yeah. look the same, but I wouldn't be able to see, and my bowels would work right. You're wearing undergarments, like yeah. those Depend undergarments and stuff. He's like, he's only, he looks 43. Why is he... Why does he smell like piss? And he's all hunched over. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, but his, his skin looks amazing. He looks like, like he's forty. Yeah, I'd have yeah. I'd have younger women then trying to come on to me, wanting to have sex with me, and I'd have to explain to him, "Look, I'm a grandpa. You break my hip. I can't do it." <laughs> you don't know what it's like underneath this yeah. gorgeous forty-three-year-old facade. I made a weird wish when I was in my fifties. <laughs> it's playing out where very differently than I thought it was going to. And it's really hard to explain a wish to somebody. They're like, "Wait, you actually got? That? How did you get that?" And, and then they would. Then you'd have to get into a thing. Well, that's what you wished for. Why didn't you wish for something else? You could have wished yeah. for anything. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why are you married to you know somebody a supermodel that's rich and famous right now? Why did you pick that wish? Why don't you have a Ferrari? Why didn't you wish for the Ferrari wish? I wouldn't wish for a car, but I did like the sound of that supermodel one for a second. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you don't even think about your wife upstairs who's going to be disappointed. Like when she finds out, hey, I was on the Internet and I got a wish and I'm sorry, but I've got another wife now. (laughs) She's she's going to be here in like 10 minutes. (laughs) The good news is she's loaded. We're going to set you up with a great place to live. <laughs> You're gonna have the nicest guest house ever. Yeah, that would be a tough. That would be tough. I don't think my wife would like that very much. I don't think any wife. Well, there's probably a few wives out there that might like that. They might be like, "Perfect, I'm out. I'm bringing in a bullpen, honey. I'm starting yep. a bullpen. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love you, and you're gonna start every game. But you know, if you start throwing junk, I'm bringing it. I'm going to the bullpen, <laughs> and it's a rich supermodel. That's how I'm starting off my pitching staff the rest of my pitching staff Just keep a baseball analogy going man merry christmas yeah ho 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 <laughs> ho 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 so I, I talked about this in last week's episode when you weren't here just on my own but canada i read in the paper while i was up there in Van- oh, vancouver what are we doing now you're gonna stop delivering mail to people's houses in the yeah, city yeah my parents are worried about it because it's happening within the next five years, and they're at an age where they don't want to walk down and pick up their mail. You want to just come into the house? Yeah, sure they do. Who doesn't want it yeah. to come to the house? They're paying taxes. Well, we'll see, right? when I read about it in the paper, I thought it was like, hey, January 1st, Grandpa, you better get used to walking to the post office. No, it's, they're going to phase it in over over years, and they're going to sort of pick which areas are going to have these posts. You know, it's sort of like I think they're doing like – in rural places, you know, where it's too spread out, they have like a common mailbox with sort of 10 or 20 boxes there and yeah. everybody just drives to that spot and picks up their mail there. Right. So they're kind of kind of do that in na- residential neighborhoods where you'll have uh, certain corners going to have your box and you've got to go down with your key and get your mail. Like you live in an apartment, but you're a tax paying person <laughs> with a house who's super angry. Yeah, because now they're delivering your mail two blocks from your house. But yeah. Yeah, it does it sort of feels a little bit like we're going backwards? Well, I think the mail, I mean, I I don't get any mail. 
I know. I right. really don't use the mail. I mean, all my stuff is electronic now, and so it's one of those things where I go, I kind of get it because it's just junk. Like the only stuff that mm. really comes is stuff that I don't want. And Anyways. you can't turn off the junk mail. And you can't turn off the junk. They just a, keep bringing it. No, in America, if you try to say to the mailman, look, I don't want to get this junk anymore, they go, no, you have to because we made a deal with these companies to deliver this yeah. stuff to your house. So you, we have to deliver it to you even though you're throwing it away. And you want and to that's say, the, and that's one of the real things that's keeping the U.S. postal system going is because they have those deals with those guys, so they have a guaranteed amount of mail that they're bringing out every day. I know, but it's some kind of weird fool's errand. Like I, I had a friend who yeah. put a garbage can right by his mailbox, so, so that he doesn't even bring it in the house. He just stops, you know, his mailbox is out on the out on the street. And, yep. and instead of bringing the mail back to his house, he just goes through it right at the mailbox, throws the stuff in the trash, and then when he brings yeah. the cans up later, he dumps that can into the big can. That's another good story. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, I do the same thing. I used to check my mail on the way out because then I would just throw it in the garbage on my way out because there was a garbage can yeah. on the street. So I would just pick it up and then dump it because there's... Usually, I get one piece of mail a week that I actually right. want or need. Who gets mail? I, although, I still like getting my bank statements from a couple of banks. I, I don't – like because they have copies of the checks on the back. For my checking account, I, wa I want to have copies of the checks. They have those miniature little photocopies on the back. But that way, you've got a record because every once in a while, you get audited. And the, and, yeah. Or, the, or not audited, but the IRS says, hey, you didn't – what about this? I don't. We never got this check. And then you go, well, here's a copy of it endorsed by you that you did actually get it, but you're telling me you didn't. So how about that? And then they're like, oh, okay. But you have to have that. If, it, if it's just online and it's more than a two years old or whatever, then your bank is, says, oh, if you want a copy of that check, that's going to be $3. Well, and I think like my bank, I can print off like my year statements. So I can just print that off and give it to my accountant. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I just save that in a file and keep it. And if I electronically file all my stuff, I send it over to them and go, there you go. Oh, I see. You so it. you have a PDF of it. Okay. So good. you've well, got I'm a... glad I figured this out on, <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> but I agree. It is it is nice sometimes to have. Like I sort of felt that way with my phone statement because my phone bill always used to be all crazy and there'd be charges and things on there. You want to look at it. But then I just realized I can just look at it online too. Yeah, well, don't even get me started on my phone bill. I'm it's convinced easier. that AT&T is trying to – they're tr they're pulling some sh scam on me. Yeah. Do they ever text you and say, how how do you like our service? No, no. I've got that text a few times. You just text, text fuck you back and then nothing happens. They don't text you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> like where they say, do you want to take a short survey? After you do this call – this is the new thing where you call customer service and they say, would you mind taking a survey after you do your customer service call? And you always have to say, yes, I'll take the survey because otherwise if you said I'm not going to take the survey, then they put you in the long line because who cares? You're not going to complain. Then there's not going to be any record of it. Yeah. So I always say I'll take the survey. Man, you're a conspiracy theory guy. They don't know. <laughs> you didn't know that about me, Nigel? <laughs> yes, of course I'm a conspiracy theory guy. <laughs> Do you realize that I've been wearing a disguise the entire course of our friendship? This is not what is I really that, look like. Is that why you turn the Christmas lights on before we do the podcast to keep the government from listening in? <laughs> it's, it's copper wiring. Those are, though, yeah, those are hooked up to a jamming signal. <laughs> so nobody, nobody can yeah. listen in on our podcast that's going to be public. Yeah, I don't want them to pre-listen to it. I want the government to have to wait like everybody else until Tuesdays when it comes out. <laughs> So, 
Uh, um, what are you going to do for New Year's Eve? Do you have a gig? No, I had I had one. I had a had nothing good, so I decided I'm going to go to a buddy of mine's house, and uh, we're going to hang out there. A few of us, a few old friends. He's got a place out in the woods, out in the mountains, and uh, he's got a nice pond, do a nice skating bonfire. Real, real. Uh, when you say he's got a nice place out in the woods, it either sounds, you know, murdery or, you know, sexy. You know, like you're gonna be up to you're gonna be up to some like he's we're going out to his place in the woods and you know what we can do whatever we want out it's, there. It's not even a house; it's just a hot tub. <laughs> you have to stay in it, or you'll freeze to death the whole time. Yeah, you just once once you get in there, you don't get out unless you're running to your car to drive home. Yeah, that's it. If you get dropped off, you can be in some real trouble. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you got to bring some of those tinfoil blankets, emergency blankets. Mm. Um, no, so we're going to do that. I did it a couple of years ago, and it was really fun. We had It was very cold, but uh, I had a huge outside bonfire, did some skating and uh, drinking, a lot of very heavy drinking, mm-hmm. and fondue, and fondue. Oh, fondue can be dangerous. I mean, you're talking about cheese fondue or chocolate fondue, or you're talking about that hot oil where you put pieces of meat in it. All of it. They did all of it. <laughs> yeah, forget it. it. Get out of town. When I say fondue, I mean fondue everything. I mean, I mean done. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was really good. It was fun. I think it's going to be another fun fun year of, of shenanigans out there. What about you? Are you got a show somewhere? Sounds great. Well, I'm going down to Florida for a show on the 29th, and then I'll be back here for New Year's Eve, but I think we're just going to stay in the house. No, no, no. I'm wrong. One of the other... <laughs> I just remembered I have a life, Nigel. I just remembered I have a life. Yes, that's good to remember that. Oh, I'm glad so you remembered now before it was too late. Well, I was about to just say, oh, no, I'm just going to be at home. I'm going to sit at home and cry with my wife. We're just going to cry ourselves to sleep like we do every year. But one of the other um, parents at uh, our daughter's school is having a party, and we're invited to that party. And they're pretty oh. they're pretty great, these parents. There's a, there's a circle of parents at the... Well, I, I actually like... Most of the parents at the school, but there were, we're kind of making a little social life with some of the other parents at the school, and so I'm pretty sure there's going to be drinking, and maybe there's going to be Twister. I don't know. I don't Whoa. know. Hey, maybe there's a hot tub in the woods. <laughs> I don't think there's yeah. a hot tub, and I know maybe. there's not woods. But uh, I've been, we've been to their house before. I didn't see a hot tub, but we didn't get the tour. It's always weird when you go to somebody's house because I always feel like I would like to see. I would like to be on the tour. I want to go see all the rooms of the house. I'm curious, yeah. you know, like when you're sitting at the table in the wherever you're having your drink or your little snack. Um, you're always curious, like what if I go through that door? What's in there? You know, I like to go and look at. I like to have a tour of the house. We, Don't you dare look in that door. I know. What? <laughs> You heard me. <laughs> Stay out of there. Anyone who's ever seen that do- inside of that room has never seen the outside of that room <laughs> again. <laughs> but I like to. I we didn't get a full tour, so they might have a hot tub that I don't know about. Is what I'm saying. Uh-oh. I don't think they have a torture dungeon, which is what you're describing. Maybe you never know. <laughs> no, you people, don't know. People keep secrets, Jake. It's a good thing to ask a new friend. Do you guys have a torture dungeon? <laughs> hey, what's in the basement? Like, would it be terrifying or fun if I went down there? <laughs> <laughs> and then they go, what's your idea of terrifying? Look, That's if you don't down there. I feel like whenever anybody says, hey, 
let's go down to the basement. I would just, the new thing I'm going to say is like, I only feel comfortable going to basements if I have a big knife. Do you have a big knife that I can take down there? <laughs> I, I went I down, I mean, I didn't have this rule until I went down in a basement and I got down there and man, did I wish I had a big knife. Yeah. So I just don't go anymore unless I have a big knife. <laughs> or you could just ask if you get cell phone reception down there. That's another safe way to go. It's not as scary. You're not playing a chicken with the terrifying game. Say, so, mm-hmm. hey, does my, is my cell phone going to work if I get down there? There is a possibility that they might lie to you. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't want to go conspiracy theory guy again. But well, then that's when you whip out your big knife and you say, "Will this work if I go down there?" And <laughs> and then you're probably not going down there anymore. Either I'm making a call or you're making a call for help. <laughs> so, yeah, somebody's. It's just a, then you're into great like psycho chicken. That point, who's crazier, me or you? <laughs> who's crazier? So anyway, that's what we're doing for New Year's Eve. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope they have a basement. <laughs> I do too. I don't think so. California is not. There's not a lot of basements around here. See, my nephew. Like, I think if you're five, you got a whole different idea because he he asks where your basement is immediately when he gets to your house because that's where he thinks all the toys are in your house. He thinks everybody's basement has toys in it. So well, as soon as he's like, "Hey, how you doing? Nice to see you." Looks right. He's like, "You guys got a basement around here?" Well, I remember when I was a kid, and we would go to somebody's house for, you know, like my parents would have be having a party, or it'd be like, "We're going over there to dinner, and you're going to play with their kids while we do our grown-up drinking or whatever my parents were doing." I'm not positive what they were up to because I was always in the basement. You would always go to the hot basement. Tubbing. They were wherever tubbing. the terrible, wherever the most terrible room, the, or the room that they don't care if you get dirty or tra- there's the least ways that you could break the yeah. room. Yeah. You know, that's where the toys were. So the basement is a solid guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where uh, I think that's pretty common. When I was a kid, that's where everybody, we always got kicked down to the basement. Mm-hmm. My friends, two of my friends growing up, they had their parents' basement was they didn't finish it. It was just drywall and a concrete floor. Mm-hmm. And they put like a couch and a TV down there. And we could do whatever we wanted down there. They're like, yeah, draw on the floor, beat each other up. You guys, it was, it was like, a, it was just like, go down there. We don't want to hear it from you again. And there'd just be like at the top of the stairs a little bucket and a sponge, and you could you'd wash off and <laughs> yeah, yeah some t- box of band aids and some gauze. Here you go. But yeah, we used to skateboard around in his basement, play hockey. You could do whatever you want down there. It was great. Sounds good. How many boys did they have? Yeah, two. That's why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two boys. You just put them in the basement with a bunch yeah. of old rags. They'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't kill each other. That's the only rule. You throw, give them a couple of blankets, but mostly they keep each other warm. <laughs> it teaches them that they have to rely on each other for body yeah. heat. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So yeah, yeah, basements. How was uh, how was your Christmas? It was pretty good. We had the big uh, we had the big feast over here. It was a good turnout. Yeah. Enjoyed yeah. the food came out good. The red beans and rice, shrimp etouffee. I got yeah. some langostinos, so it was it wasn't shrimp this year. It was little lobstery type tails of animals. So that was <laughs> that was good. I don't think you really cooked this meal. I did based, based on what you just said right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of lobstery tail type thing. You just described something. That's me describing something I ate in a hotel once that I wasn't sure what it was. No, I cooked it. It's here. You could come over. I've got so much <laughs> left over. I have a hard time with uh, 
cooking for people because I never, I don't want to run out of food because I have the I I have friends who are the other way. You go to dinner at their house and you eat and it's like, yeah, could I have some more of that? And, there, and there's no more. That's it. You you oh, they're, that's they're, the worst. Everybody gets this little portion and, and you're still hungry when you're done eating. But at our that's house, when you start drinking heavy and you get obnoxious. Oh well, we did that at this party also. <laughs> we didn't really get obnoxious, but everybody's stuffed. Everybody eats so much that they can't eat anymore, and then it's time for dessert. And then they do a little bit more, and then people are really uncomfortable. And then they have a couple more drinks, and then it's time to drive home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Christmas time, it's uh, everybody. I haven't run into that where people don't make enough. I feel like there's always way too much. Like, I just feel yeah, I drink too have. much, I eat too much. And I just, like, today, I just felt like garbage today. I mean, I can't even really function because it's like I've been drinking for a few days. I've been eating way too much every day. And you just, your body's just like, hey, knock it off. Okay. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The day after Christmas is a day where you just would like to. I would have liked to have laid around, but Belinda had she had this doctor's appointment we had to go to this morning, and then our daughter had she's on her second play date today, so I'm driving her around to that stuff. Uh, it's like I'm pooped. I need, you don't need that. I'm trying to get ready to be able to drink again for New Year's Eve. Yeah, I feel like this is a good rest time. You got to rest it up, rest up for New Year's now. We're taking a breather. Yeah, taking a yeah, breather, a couple it. days off. Except I am going to go out drinking tonight. So are you? Where are you going tonight? Probably, I don't know. I'm going to go meet uh, one of my old friends, and uh, we're going to—I don't know—have some drinks, and hopefully it won't be too crazy. It might be though. You never know. You never know. You get talking and laughing and having. Last last year we did this last year, and it was just he and I. Because our schedules were mixed up, and we went to this bar. And I love the that bar- you, at first it's, this sounded like it was going to be a, kind of a party night with a bunch of people, and now it's just you and a, one other guy. No, it's just he and I. Because because every year we used to like my friends from high school. Every single year we used to have a, an annual hockey game, like from high school until it was just uh, last year or two years ago. It was the first year they didn't have it, and so they'd have the hockey game, and then we rent out a pub, and then we would all hang out and drink, and you know do the kind. A Christmas thing. And, Are you too uh, old for hockey? What happened? Well, no, because everybody's starting to have kids and you know moving away. It just ever it just got too complicated. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was mm-hmm. harder and harder to get people together. You know, because some people are not now. I think once you have a baby. It's like you don't go back to your parents' place for Christmas because I kind of grew up in a small town, so everybody, you know, the parents got to come to you now. Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody kind of used to still go home, but now there's fewer and fewer people going home. I think. Uh, so anyways, yeah, last year was just he and I, and we wound up sitting at a bar, and, and uh, yeah, just wound up, you just kept going. It just dwindled just down, but I like that it's dwindled, I don't like, it's sad, really, that it's dwindled yeah. down from two full sides of hockey to just yeah. two guys. <laughs> it's just two guys. <laughs> yeah. I like you guys going to the rink, and you both got your goalie outfits on, and you're taking, <laughs> you're taking just... full-court shots, and you go, this is ridiculous, let's go to the bar. Yeah, we're just sitting, we're each sitting in net, and the puck's not even making it all the way down the ice, so somebody's got to skate down to the middle, get it. Oh, depressing. It does sound depressing, that but it's, not, it's, it's slightly more depressing than just two guys in a bar drinking. Yeah, well. So you're going to go out with him and get bogged down. Yeah, I'm going to do that tonight, but then that's my last. I'm not having any more drinks until New Year's, that's it. Mm-hmm. i got to slow it down. So you say. 
Well, I sort of feel like it's 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 a good time to take a breather, right? Yeah, you got to rest up for the new year. All those gigs yeah. coming up in the new year. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, what else? What, what else is happening? I what else just... is what's happening in America? Oh, America! It's hard for me to tell because I haven't really been keeping as close track of the news as I should here. Hey, let me ask you this: You brought up the postal thing. Mm-hmm. What about the pipeline thing, the Canada pipeline? How? What's the? Have you heard anything about that down there? I have, well, I heard about, about it. I heard it when when I was up there because we're not we're not building the pipeline from you where you are those tar sands down to Texas. That was the one that. Yeah, we put the kibosh on that one. So now they're talking about building one from the tar sands to Vancouver, right? Is that yeah, the pipeline well, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, so we're doing that one, but I don't know. But they still are hopeful. I think the American one is going to come through because America's been kind of favorable about it lately. See, I don't know. That's what I hear up here, but I don't know what you could be hearing a different story down there. You know what I'm saying? There's on different sides of the border. They they tend to report different news sometimes, even though it's the same news. I do know that. I do know that. Well, my I've been making that uh, lobstery thing that I that you, you ate at that hotel one time. <laughs> yeah. So that's kept me from watching the news too much. Yeah. Sadly, sadly. Yeah. So, but yeah. I don't I don't think anybody's building a pipeline on the week between Christmas and New Year's. I think that's. Oh, that's when you get it done because nobody notices. There Everybody's was a guy. There was a guy out yesterday, Christmas Day. There was a guy out with a chainsaw somewhere in the neighborhood chainsawing something down and it's either because look he, this is when he's got time off work so he's going to do his chainsaw work or it's like i'm chopping something down that i'm not allowed to chop down but there's no yeah. city officials to stop me they're just going to show up on monday and be like hey where'd this thing go Looks, i don't know i don't it, wasn't there one here i'm pretty sure there was one here no it's got, no huh. why is there all this sawdust on the ground mm, i know it's weird <laughs> Huh. Sort of a nub there in the bushes, a little stubby thing. Yeah, huh. yeah. Go figure. Go Weird. figure. Boy, that's a lot of firewood you've got over there. <laughs> You're selling that out of the back of your truck? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Just picking up a little extra money. I got a deal on it. <laughs> bought, it bought it down in New Mexico. Drove it up here. Yep. 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 Uh, I don't know. I think the uh, what do you think? Okay, what do you think about the pipeline? I'm I'm thinking about the pipeline thing now. Do you think it's are you pro pipeline or against pipeline? In general, in terms of transporting dangerous liquids, I'll tell you what. I'm not sure I understand why. I don't I don't, I don't understand what what do we need the pipeline for? Well, because we're moving all these dangerous liquids around, gas and oil and stuff like that. I and see. We don't want to put them on a truck. Like, well, because that's so we a lot of times we put them on a truck, we put them on a train, uh-huh. and we travel. But then sometimes those trains come off the rails, and you know trucks crash, and that's a problem. Or is it, or maybe it's more efficient to have the pipeline. Sometimes I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not that against it too much, really. But then well, I don't think it's going to run through my house or anything. I think that that's the problem. It's running through all this wilderness. I feel like the pipeline yeah. is great if you're supervising, if there's people out there inspecting it all the time for leaks. But, you know, that's what happens with these pipelines is they, they're running for a while. And then and then all at once they go, hey, there's a big pressure drop or there's some. Do you know what? We just a couple of days ago, there's been some. We need to go out and check. And then they go out and find out, oh, the thing has been glugging oil into the 
into the. No, I don't think that happens wilderness. anymore because now it's all electric. It's all. Uh, I it's got sensors. I think that does. I think that does happen from time to time. But I could be wrong. But I think that's the main concern. It's going yeah. through. It's going through pristine country, and, yeah. and and actually, you know, one of the big water supplies of the Midwest is right there. It's going to be going over the top of that. So if the oil gets down and gets into that Ogallala yeah. um, reservoir, that could be a problem. But uh, you know, look, I don't know. Hey, it's a special guest. My wife is here to explain to me why the pipeline is a bad idea. Yeah, man. I just listened to your last caller, and I have to say... That's not a caller, honey. That's Nigel. I know it's Nigel. Nigel, I love you. But, man, okay, that pipeline is bad on so many levels. Number one, we should not even have the pipeline. Um, You guys have got to do some more research on what's happening. There's a thing called global climate change. We have too much CO2 in the atmosphere. We've passed 400 parts per million... The carbon that is in the ground still, the coal, the natural gas, the oil, it's what's known as unburnable carbon. It should stay where it is. We burn that game over. That's too much CO2 in the atmosphere. We tip the scales and we go into catastrophic climate change. So that's the number that's one. That's number one. That's a great, that's a great reason. Because yeah, that's my first to... rebuttal to the fucking pipeline. I'm a little bit hot, honey. I'm a little bit hot. Oh, Too sorry. Too loud. Quieter. Oh, quiet. You Oh, you're right am, by the thing. Am I yelling? I didn't well, mean you're to be yelling. yelling, but you're okay. just. I am a little passionate about this because you know I'm so against the pipeline. Okay, so that's the number one but reason. So let's say, but from Nigel's point of view and many people's point of view, we've we've got to drive. We've got to drive our cars. We need this. We're got we're going to use this oil. What if we're going to burn it? Why no pipeline then? Okay, second reason why no pipeline, because it does go through ecosystems and people say, oh, we don't mess up the ecosystem, it's just a pipeline. But you do. You mess up, mess up ecosystems, you stop animals being able to migrate you know, through their migratory routes, which we've already done with how much infrastructure and crap we've already put out there into the great wild wilderness. So we're messing with ecosystems, we're messing with habitat, it goes right over the Ogallala. It's not a reservoir, darling, it's an aquifer. Well, sometimes I say reservoir when I mean aquifer. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing that I do. <laughs> it's so cute when you do that. I mean, yeah. really, it's so adorable. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that is the Ogallala is completely compromised anyway. We're taking the water out of it faster than it's replenishing itself. It's going to be incredibly bad for farmers out there who are trying to use it. I don't mean to be all doom and gloom. Are you going to interrupt no, with well, some joy? No, I was just going to say, well, so what's the problem? If once we empty the Ogallala aquifer out of water, we could fill it up with oil. I don't know if you saw the BP oil spill in the Gulf, if you're, if you're familiar oh, with the Exxon right, Valdez. Yeah. When oil gets out of where it's supposed to be, which it happens so often, I mean, those big oil tankers are allowed to, you know, sail, steam, roll or whatever around the world. They don't even have special safety, like, you know, two, you know, bladders inside. They're just like one hull. Oh, we, we popped a gasket. Sorry, all the oil's coming out. Those pipelines will do just as much damage, and if it doesn't go into the Ogallala, it also, it nevertheless, is going to sink into groundwater. I mean, I repeat, unburnable carbon. I get we do have to drive our cars. We have to really think about what we're doing. This is kind of crunch time. This is really when we should be embracing renewables. We should not be. And the other thing about the Ogallala is those tar sands are really dirty because we've got all the easy oil out of the ground. So now we're going for the more difficult, the dirtier. Those big piles of coke, thank you, Coke brothers, that are all around Michigan, that's the dirtiest coke. Do you know that, that, that okay, we've taken our CO2 footprint down, but we're, we're exporting. 
exporting more coal and coal products than ever before. It's like they're too dirty to burn here. Cool. Oh, China, yeah. you can yeah. have them. China burned them, and then in six days, the coal-fired pollution that China creates, it just blows right back over the Pacific. Those are on good windy days. It takes six days to get back here. Some days, the pollution over Los Angeles, they say 10 to 20% of it. The EPA, not just me, not just some hothead on Jake's podcast, blah, blah, blah. They say, the EPA says that up to 10 to 20% of the air pollution over Los Angeles comes from China. Comes from China. Well, it comes from us, really, because we sent the coal to China, the dirty, dirty Coke coal, Coke Brothers, badass Coke Brothers, for then to the pollution to come back here. It's like when but, you say to but, me... But it's only fair go, because they're making, they're using that energy to make our iPads, right, to iPods. Make, yeah, to make uh, yeah, iPads that we yeah, that we need, that we can't live without. I know. Oh, you silly do, me. You do, love silly your new, me. you do love your new iPhone, don't you? I would really have loved if my four-year-old iPhone had kept working. Uh, that's what I would have liked. I don't like planned obsolescence. I don't like mm. iProducts that break down after four years. That thing, sh- for how much they cost, they should last for 20 years. Right. In well, my In my... So humble opinion. So your iPod, iPhone, shit the bed just like Steve Jobs. Now. Yeah, that guy. Thanks (laughs) a lot, Steve Jobs. You were a god when you died, but but your your reputation is not so crazy about him now. So let me ask you this. What do you think about our New Year's Eve plan? Who's that car horn honking, bonking outside? I don't know. I hope it's not ours. (laughs) It's not ours. Okay, our New Year's Eve plan. We're going to some school, some friends whose kids go to the same school as our kid. I mentioned that. I think it'll be fun. We haven't... I'm going to wear really high shoes because I want to be the tallest person at the party. That's what I'm going to be good. (laughs) You're in trouble if I wear high shoes because I'm taller than you. Yeah, well, I'm going to cut you you off just sort of below the knees. I'm going to give you a little bit of a rearrangement. I've got some Tim Curry boots. That I'm going to put on nice. Tim Curry from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now, yeah. we haven't been on a tour of these friends' house, a complete tour. We've been there before. I mentioned this already because we talked about it. Yeah. So we don't know if they have a hot tub. They don't. There's no hot tub time machine. We're not going back to 1999 partying down do you like think that, they, do you think they unfortunately. Have a tor- do you think they have a tortured dungeon? No, they have that thing outside where you can jump onto the neighbor's roof of their shed and hopefully not go through it. But um, and they and they and they and they have an they have an outside scrabble board that you can play with big tiles. Yeah, it's going to be wow, fun! It's going to be off the hook New Year's Eve, isn't it? Well, it is. It is with me and you. I don't know about all those other people. Nigel was talking about about a big New Year's Eve thing that he did one year where they had a fondue party where they had not just cheese fondue and chocolate fondue, but also that hot oil where you cook the meat. Yeah, yeah, that's what I used to have for my birthday parties in New Zealand. Yeah, hot oil fondue because I was so sophisticated when I was ten. How does that How does that affect our carbon <laughs> footprint? All that hot oil that they're using for fondues. Oh, that is fucking nothing in comparison <laughs> to the oil and the crap they want to put in the Keystone XL pipeline. Please, anybody who's listening out there, please call Obama and tell him W. What is it? What's the WTF? WTF. Obama. There's a great article right now in the Rolling Stone that Bill McKibben wrote about Obama and his. You know, environmental legacy, which is a big, I'm afraid. Wow. And you are what I would describe as a liberal, and you're, you're mad at Obama. Oh, he, well, he's but done. Let me just say this. He, he, if, the, if he could have, he would have got the Exxon Keystone, pipe, Keystone Pipeline. <laughs> that would have been built. There would be oil dribbling in it right. Not dribbling, frigging pumping through that thing right now. <laughs> That's what he'd be doing. Obama. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> the environment. Useless. Oh, Bloody boy. useless. So you can see my wife is going to have a 
brilliant career as a political <laughs> activist because she's able to make friends with even the side that agrees with her. I'm going, I'm going to be a lobbyist in uh, Washington. I'm going to, I've got to work on my people skills well, and I can't do so many raspberries. Yeah. A little bit more of I what can't... you did when I first asked you about the fondue affecting the environment where you totally took that seriously and answered it politely and a little yeah. less of yeah. going right after Obama's ball sack when in fact he's really trying to do a little bit good, isn't he? Oh, he's just the same as all the others. They're just different sides of the same coin. Give me Ralph Nader. Give me Dennis Kucinich. That's going to happen. Give me, no, but that's the problem with this two-party political system you have in America. Sorry, America. Get a parliamentary sorry, system. America. Yeah, get a parliamentary Sorry, America. Yeah. Yeah, now sorry. you're really going for it. Now you're really changing things. Now well, you're really... You guys need sorry, a, America. You looked, at the, you looked at the parliamentary system and you went, oh, no, we're going to do something better. The parliamentary system... When we you were ha- coming off a bad experience with the parliamentary system when we first formed Oh, yeah, America. yeah. Yeah, no I mean, tax. I, I no representation, we, no tax. I wasn't alive yeah. at that time. I don't know I'm if that happened to us in New Zealand. I mean, we were getting, you know... Oh, you barely are done with the Queen. You still love her. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But you're no. you're an American now, Jerry. I'm a half and a half. All right. I'm a half and a half. I mean, yeah. Look, we're part of the you know the silly old Commonwealth. I admit it. So are you, Canada, Nigel. Sorry. I mean, you may believe in the XL Keystone Pipeline, but you, you and me, we, apart from that, we are connected. We are juntas. We are together. Juntas. <laughs> yeah, I'm using some of my well, Espanol. Let's go, let's go put on our <laughs> beaver skin hats and our mucklucks. And uh, thank you for being a guest on this week's podcast. Oh, I know what I'm going to wear to the Newsy party. I'm going to wear my coon skin. It's made out of a possum skin, but it's a, you know, Davy Crockett, you know, coon skin style hat. And in New Zealand, our possums have nice fairy tales, unlike the very ugly American opossum, which isn't really actually a possum at all. First our politics and now our possums. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Take that. Anyway, I'm going to wear my opossum coon skin Davy Crockett hat. If it's cold. And I'm going to be checking your American passport before bedtime. (laughs) Don't you try to deport me. You'll be sorry. You'll be so sorry when I'm gone. You'll be crying away, wishing that I was back, that naughty, naughty, recalcitrant little kiwi that you once had as a bedfellow. All right. (laughs) A bedfellow. Isn't that what we are? Yes, we're, we're married. We're, yeah. we're married. Don't tell them any secrets. Nope. Wouldn't dream of it. Okay. All right. Nighty night, everybody. What about the Exxon Valdez? Remember that thing? That Terrible. wasn't good. Terrible. Well, you shouldn't be drinking if you're driving a big boat full of oil. That's <laughs> that's number one. And that goes out to yeah. all you listeners out there. Hey, we're yeah, spending your New Year's Eve on a big boat full of oil. Take it easy with the drinking if you're driving that thing, okay? If you're listening to this and doing shots and steering a large container full of oil, ease up on the shots. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, don't. don't Maybe do park, the, park the oil thing until you sober up a little bit. Yeah, put her in neutral for a bit. Yeah. And check out the new Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Download that for a while. Yeah, that's what you yeah. could do while you're waiting to sober up. I didn't listen to it, but she just put an album out this week, didn't she? A surprise yeah. Beyonce album. Yeah, she did it on her own. Everybody's just doing it themselves now. I think it's easier to do it yourself when you're a giant megastar, though. Well, that's the thing, and she didn't really do it on her own. A bunch of people helped her and produced it. I mean, she had, yeah. it's a real oh, al- yeah. it's a real album. It's <laughs> no, not like Jake, she did it herself. She got Beyonce on her didn't. Laptop. She did not she go down it. in her basement with Jay Z, where no. he usually skateboards she got with the Garage boys. Band on her computer. Mm-hmm. She recorded it. Loaded it onto the YouTube iTunes account. Yeah, knock, knock, Beyonce. That's how I do this podcast every week. (laughs)
Huh. Yeah, you got nothing on me except for how many millions of more downloads. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's the thing. And everybody's acting like, oh, this is groundbreaking. But there's tons of musicians who do it that way all the time because that's how they have to do it. But she's the first yeah. big giant star who just said, look, I wonder what it would be like if I if I was my own record company. Yeah, you just do it. I'm sort of surprised. I mean, because, I mean, yeah. The record label must be getting some of it, though, right? Because otherwise, wouldn't they just be super pissed and be like, hey, because don't you have... A, I mean, I'm assuming she must be signed with a label, and they can't just be like, hey, what about what what about us getting the money? I don't know how those contracts work or, or yeah, what I mean, they yeah. entail, but yeah. Well, make it up then. Make it up for the listeners. Okay, well, that. I think the, uh, the contract probably says that uh, she has to put out an album a year, and so this is a bonus album, so it doesn't count. Or I think the contract says that uh, if we do all the promotion, we get that money back. But if you just release it without any promotion, then you get to keep the money that we were going to spend on promotion. Or I don't know what I'm talking about. And Jay-Z is I'm going to go with a combination of B and C on that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and and I'm going to maybe throw in a bit of they're just like, you can do whatever you want, but we're still getting paid. I think there's definitely some of that going on. I think yeah. I think somebody's getting paid no matter what Beyonce does. Yeah. You can do it on your own, but you're still cutting us a check. I mean, I can't believe it's still just 10 bucks to us to get the album. That's all we got to pay. I can't believe yeah. they're not squeezing us for more than that. And I don't know that they're not. Maybe they are. I didn't try to, I, all I All I want to do is talk about her album. I'm, I don't actually want to buy it. <laughs> yeah. But maybe I do want to buy it. Maybe I should buy it. But I've got a streaming music service, so I could just listen to it on that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like those guys, like when you say it's only 10 bucks, I, I feel like that's still pretty good because you have no, I mean, I remember there was a time when record labels were, they were just constantly complaining about how much money they were losing on album sales because they weren't selling CDs and, you know, in their stores and locations and stuff. But I was like, what about the money you're making on the individual downloads and the downloads of out? Like they never really talked about that side of it. Right. Was I was I spitting when I talked? You just wiped the you just wiped the uh, the lens of the screen. As I, I wonder what it would look that. like to put my thumb over the screen. I didn't realize uh, uh, how distracting that was going to be until I saw it <laughs> myself on the little tiny screen. Yeah. But I feel like these guys, they must. I mean, you're still making a ton of money because you're not. You don't have any. You have much less physical costs, right? The the physical costs of you know shipping and packaging and stuff. Like when you just have a digital download like that, it's. I mean, well, yes, I the get physical still costs expensive. of all the shipping and the and, all, and the manufacturing of the plastic stuff and the paper and ink and all that. But then you've also got the savings of all the promotion costs. I think that's one of the huge things that it costs when you put out an album is all the hype and you know all, all that stuff that you do to promote the thing. I guess yeah. all of the song, every song on it has a, its own music video. We're talking a lot about a thing that neither one of us has even listened to. But that's what I love about talking about this stuff. <laughs> it's great, isn't it's it? It's all people are people are driving down the highway right now, going, "These guys don't know what they're talking about." I know it's going to be great after this <laughs> when I go download the Beyonce video and watch all the um, and watch all the all the music videos, listen to all the yeah. songs, and then when I really know what I'm talking about, it's too late because this episode is yeah. out. I can't wait to download and find out it's not a song at all. It's a book on tape. She's just reading a book, and we're talking about it like it's music. And people are like, you idiots. That's not even a that's song. Not, that's not what Beyonce does anymore. Beyonce just reads a newspaper. <laughs> She's reading books to children. 
Oh, uh, speaking <sighs> of which, did you did you, did you see that thing at the Nelson Mandela funeral where um, the sign language interpreter was just oh, doing gibberish? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Was <laughs> like, how do you get to be like? H- how does no one say, "Look, this guy isn't really doing sign language"? I mean, there must have been people who were saying that and protesting, but how does no one at the top go, "Look, this—that's yeah. not real. What he's doing is not real." I mean, well, you I would think how he even the at the, the stadium, someone must have come up and said, that's not real. What he's doing is not real sign language. Well, what I'm thinking is, how did he get the job in the first place? Like, you just went on Craigslist or something, and we're like, hey, we need an interpreter. And this guy showed up, and you just went, great, we'll use you. Yeah. Like, there was no te- – like, I mean, it, to me, it's like how, how – you, you would think that it would be the top of the line. There would be a guy that's an interpreter that does high-profile things, right? You think that there's – there's probably there's tons of interpreters out there, and there's probably one guy who's there's a few guys that are the top of their game. They're in the top of the field, and they get those big high profile. I would just assume it's like every other career, right? It's like a singer, like mm-hmm. people that sing anthems. It's like there's going to be three guys that are the top. That when there's something major, they get to sing the anthem. It's like you don't just pick some guy from YouTube. Right. It's, like, go, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the, the it's like those all star voiceover guys who nobody knows who their name is, but you hear their voices in every everything all yeah. the time so yeah That's so so this guy must have gotten to be at least in the top three of but he can't sign though that's he's not or maybe he can he's and just... he was just uh, goofing off that day i don't know because <laughs> he's just goofing off he's just well, like, the story kind of came out that it what didn't the story say that he he had done some other stuff yeah, like they said that he had done – like he's not a complete fraud, but it also – he couldn't do – he couldn't do the job. Like it was not right. So I don't know because I, I I don't know how to read sign language, so I can't gauge what – that was the whole frustrating thing. Is like, I thought I that's know. why this was a good gear change topic-wise for us because we could switch from one thing that we didn't really know what we were talking about to another <laughs> thing. I thought really something else that we have no idea what we're Okay. About. Have you ever neutered a dog, Nigel? <laughs> no, I haven't, but let me tell you how it's done. First, you get a dog. <laughs> First of all, you need four wrenches. And <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you got to have a knife to neuter a dog. Not the way I do it. <laughs> the needle, you can punch him. If you punch him in the right spot, it's game over. That dog's not going to make any more dogs. <laughs> you got you to stick steer clear of that dog for a while, though. <laughs> He's going to be angry. mad. He's going to be real angry about He's going to be mad. Yeah. When you give him the sterilizer punch, <laughs> they don't come when you call anymore after that. You hit him with that third wrench. That's, that's when... Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you get invited to Nelson Mandela's funeral at all, or no? No, I didn't. Oh. And, it, and it was a stadium full of people. I yeah, think it was, it was open to the public. Actually, I think there was an aspect of it where you could go. Right? You, I didn't. Obviously, yeah, I wasn't but it was invited. A field. To you had to go stand in a field somewhere. It's tough going, and it was in South Africa. So no, I yeah. didn't, I didn't go to that. I was supposed to do a show for uh, the premier of our province, who's like our governor, and then mm-hmm. they had to postpone it because she went to the funeral. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so inconvenient for me, for her to be going right. to do that, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Got a schedule now. Ridiculous. You had something that was postponed because Nelson Mandela passed away. Yeah. So in my opinion, not such a great guy. 
you know? Everybody's talking about the good things he did. Took a little money out of my pocket. You know? <laughs> You're going to, I think, let's now let's focus on the positive. You're only a couple of uh, steps away. You're only a couple degrees away from being invited to Nelson Mandela's funeral. Yeah, you were going to do a show for someone who went to Nelson Mandela's funeral. So yeah. let's focus on that. Let's focus on how close you are to the pulse of the heartbeat Six. of freedom on a global level. Pretty close. Yeah. I guess if you want to look at it that way, you can. I'm trying to put a positive spin on it, <laughs> Nigel. What was your favorite Christmas gift this year? Oh, it was my favorite. I didn't. We didn't do a huge uh, Christmas gift exchange this year. I we got neither. What did I get? I don't. I got some magazines. I got, <laughs> I got some magazines. <laughs> what the hell kind of present is that? You mean uh, a subscription? A subscription stocking. or just like a couple of old know, Playboys? Just a, just, just a couple old Playboys that somebody else was done with. Uh, and uh, I got some so I actually love getting socks it sounds stupid but I do like getting cool socks I like socks too but I like buying socks I like getting cool socks because I hate spending money on socks in a weird way but when you get cool socks I'm like oh I love these socks and if I you get good them. ones I have a real problem with people giving me socks or underwear that then I don't like and then you, it's hard to kind of give them to the goodwill i guess you can give them to the goodwill if you haven't unwrapped them or no, no no what you do you wear them around for a while then you take them back <laughs> really how's that work <laughs> you know you go how dare you sell me these dirty underwears I, I, i'm so angry with your establishment um yeah my mom got me a sweater oh i got a sweater too i got a nice sweater yeah but i have quite a few sweaters i do too i didn't really feel like i needed a sweater but i she got me a sweater she got yeah. me a sweater that's the same color as this fleecy pullover thing that she got me a couple of years ago that I kind of wore the last time she was here just as like, oh, I'll wear that thing that my mom gave me while she's here. And then I think when I wore it, then she thought, oh, he must really like that. I'm going to get him the sweater that's the same color. But right. I hadn't really worn the other thing since she gave it to me. But now I have two things that are similar. Yeah. See, that's the same. My family's the same way. If you say you like something, that's all you're getting. Yeah, I hope I hope they don't hear this podcast about me liking socks because it's going to be a sock avalanche for yeah. my birthday or for Christmas. Buried in socks from now on. You know yeah. what I like? Hundred dollar bills. <laughs> you know what's my favorite? Gold. Yeah, bullion. How about that? <laughs> when you're fleeing uh, across a border, nothing gets yeah. the job done like little bits of gold pieces of gold yeah i got uh yeah that's the same way in my family you get everything you say you like it once that's all anybody's getting you so so anyways did you see the chinese have landed a, a little uh robot yeah thing on the a moon? very cool robot on like the coolest robot on the moon there's mm -hmm. there's much more marketable than anything we've put up there how do you mean marketable? Like they're going to sell a Chinese toy well, version of the robot cooler. that yeah, landed like on the looks, moon? Their robot looks cooler than any of the stuff that we've, you know, it has sort of like an iPod or I don't know, like a toy look to it. I feel like our, our moon robots were landed so long ago that we weren't really focused on marketing the way now. No, we didn't think about how they looked. They were just like pieces of titanium with holes drilled in it mm -hmm. and some wheels. Have you seen our drones? They don't look very good either. Our drones that we're flying around. I mean, we yeah, could paint what's those. Going on? We could paint those to look like endangered species, like pterodactyls or yeah, polar bears that would be something. great, right? Or like, or like pterodactyl uh, is not really endangered. That's 
because no, it's they're prehistoric. I don't, yeah. Jake. I hate to break this to yeah. you. I know you love pterodactyls, but they're gone. They're, they're gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're I just thought gone. we didn't have them around here, but you're saying they're gone. Yeah. Or they okay. could do like themes, like you get like space balls, like you could have a Winnebago one flying <laughs> around up there. Uh-huh. You know, have have some fun with it. Yeah. When you're talking about death from the sky, there's no reason that it can't bring a little bit of joy to someone. Yeah. Have a little giggle before it. Oh. I feel like we got to cut it out with the drones. Did you see the Amazon? Did we talk about this already? The Amazon drones? No. Amazon? Amazon. Is oh, yeah, I did. I, tw- I tweeted one of those, that they were going to have drones deliver your package. They're not really. That's some BS. Can you imagine how uh, there's all these little things flying around your neighborhood? People are going to be shooting them down. It's yeah, going to be like potluck. It's the future. That's what the future looks like. All kinds of stuff flying around when you've got your jetpack on. The future is some Duck Dynasty bird. shooting your Amazon <laughs> package out of the air so that he can have he can swipe your dildos or whatever whoa i'm not getting dildos delivered from amazon.com but i was trying to work off of that whole i didn't even know who the duck dynasty was a few weeks ago when you mentioned them on the podcast and now now they're racist and homophobic yeah they're homophobic turns out things yeah it was just yeah just homophobic i guess just homophobic but you know those beards are hiding something yeah snacks you never see gay guys with those beards, that's for sure. Well, well I mean, that I know you. of, that I know of. I mean, that's not that I've seen that. all the gay guys, but I've been to a couple of gay bars, and I've never seen yeah. anybody in there that looks like one of those no. Duck Dynasty guys. So I'm, I was no. I was pretty sure that they were not, I mean, I sure I was sure that they were not gay. I was pretty sure about I that, just, but I didn't know I just, that they were so homophobic. I, You know, I, why? how do you get your own show, and you become this hugely famous guy, and and then you don't know to shut up? about your stupid beliefs yeah well here's the thing what i didn't realize is how huge that show is i mean and when I didn't the story either. broke i did not i mean I, I knew it was pretty because i i think i texted you a picture of like they they have books out like duck yep. dynasty books that obviously somebody else wrote uh for them and i think we did talk about that but so i was like oh it's bigger than what i thought but then when all this came out and i mean it's like billions of dollars not only I mean, does someone huge. else write the books for the Duck Dynasty guys, but also the people who buy the books have someone else read them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even read them. They don't read them. <laughs> they could just be blank. They just buy yeah. them and they put they them just... on their shelf. Like, well, how is that book? I don't know. It weighs about a half a pound. I don't know. It's holding up the other shelf on top of that shelf. Yeah, but they're the, they are huge. They're the center of this giant empire. And then yeah, no I one did. could I mean, shut up about it. Yeah, and I mean, I just didn't realize that because I mean, I've kind of seen a bit of that show, and I just the, the fact that that is such a huge show, it just is kind of a sad thing to me that that's what people are watching. What hope do I have of of seeing better shows if that's what? Well, that's what people who are watching like TV that. are watching. I mean, I'm not watching that yeah. much TV. That's what I realized is I'm not. I'm I'm cherry picking. I'm out there watching. You know, yeah. when everybody tells me that I got to watch Breaking Bad, I check it out. It's awesome. I'm watching it. I've been watching yeah. Entourage lately. I, you know, that HBO. I, I'm digging that. I was into that for a few years, and I kind of stopped. And then I realized, wait, I have HBO. I can watch that on HBO Go. I've been loving that. But I'm only watching things that I really like that someone else has already told me are good ahead of time. I don't have time stop to listening go. to those people, Jake, and find out what you really like by watching Duck Dynasty. Yeah. I don't think that I would like Duck Dynasty, but you do raise a good point. I might, and I just don't know because I haven't even watched it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Boom. 
That's I why. think I'm probably going to read the book first before I watch yeah, it. You know, all of the books. I heard the book. So I, the book is always books. better than the TV show. You know that. Yeah. Yo, the yeah. It's always better to read homophobic comments on paper than it is just to hear them. I don't think the book has the homophobia in it. I Who hope. would know? Because nobody's read those books. So uh, well, I know. haven't. That's what we're really yeah. clear on. Once again, we're back to circumcising the dog. I'm going to get on Amazon.com and have one of those books delivered. Well, you don't want to support them now. Now i got to just go check that book out of the library. <laughs> Can you imagine if the library has copies of the Duck Dynasty books? That's what I really have to talk about. What, what is, what, hey, what are you doing with my tax money? This, yeah. this is a little bit ridiculous. Uh, yeah. i got to have a yes. fundraiser for my kid's school to hire a music teacher, and you're buying Duck Dynasty books Duck for the Duck public Duck. library so I can read them so I don't have to support their homophobic dude who's on the show? Yeah, and they they don't have the real books. They, they don't have the books that your kid needs for school. You can't go and sign that book out, but they've got the Duck Dynasty books. How many Duck Dynasty guys are there? Is it like three of them? Or oh, I don't even know. There's several. You don't even know. But they all have the similar beard, right? Yeah, they all have the crazy beards. I know there's one that's really old, and they all look pretty old. I mean, having a beard that big makes you look pretty old when you have a giant, long beard. You don't look like a young guy. Yeah, you're right. No young guys growing that beard and like, well, hey, I'm off to class. Nowadays, some of them are. I see some young guys growing some pretty, you know, lumberjack-type beards. I've been thinking about letting mine grow up. Not that ZZ Top-ish kind of thing. Yeah, you're right. real, real problems going on with those beards, Jake. They're outrageous. I do agree. I'm not a fan of those yeah. beards. They're not sexy to me, but I'm not yeah. a gay guy either. Not that yeah. I, but I don't have anything against gay guys. But this just is to circle back what I was saying earlier. There's no guy in a gay bar who's rocking that beard, going, "Hey, I no. can, how come no guys are coming over to talk to me?" And right what? Now? Like, is there any uh, backlash? Like, has the show been postponed or canceled? Or no, they're not. They're just again. That's the beauty on, of this right? podcast because we're talk, two guys we talking about things that we don't know about. Guys, we need more fans to email us what the hell is happening out there. Tell you know us what really could – you know, here's a possibility, and I'm just throwing this out there because, I mean, God knows we've been doing episodes of the podcast for a while, you and I together. And uh-huh. uh, we could spend a little bit t- of time doing some internet prep before we, we get could. on and have a conversation. But then sometimes we start talking about things that I didn't think we were going to start talking about because I do know that conversation meanders, and then it's like, well, there's no way. I mean, you can't. can't prep, there's no much. way to prepare for that. This no. what's happening right now, Jake. You can't prepare for what's happening up in my brain. It's impossible. Well, let's I just, don't know what's happening up in my. No, brain. I don't either. And I'm trying to see just by looking into your eyes. But with yeah. this, you know, it's hard to tell with this camera. You're looking so. at a man who lost his wallet for three hours today. Talk about the emotions that you had during that time. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot of emotions of just oh, despair and anger and self-hatred. So did so you were looking everywhere and calling people places that you yeah, were? Yeah, I was looking because I thought I, – I knew, I knew that I had it. I knew I had it Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, because I bought, I had to go buy some groceries and some things Christmas Eve. But then I didn't use my wallet at all Christmas Day, right? So the whole Who day. Does? Yeah. How close so you, were you to start calling the credit card companies and canceling your cards? I was about to do it. I mean, I really got to the point where I was like, I've never done this before in my life. But I had it. The thing was, is that uh, yesterday I had it in my overcoat pocket and I was carrying my coat around a lot. Like I would put it in a coat room and then I was carrying. And I just thought it must have fallen out. At some mm-hmm. point, where did you finally find it? Travels of the night, it fell behind the couch, and I think it fell out of that pocket and sort of 
trickled behind the couch. I just found it by accident in my moment of despair. I sort of leaned down and was like, I got a call. And I sort of, and I leaned my hand and the couch bent a bit and I looked down just at the right time and I saw it down there and I was like, are you kidding me? Talk about the joy you felt at that moment and relief. It was relief, but it was also... Uh, it was also one of those, like, who put that there? Did somebody... How is it possible that that got there? Mm-hmm. Did I do that? Did I do that to myself? So what? even in a moment where you should be kind of happy, well, I didn't really lose my wallet. Sorry. This is a complete win for me on this day. You still kind of felt like, how did... This is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, no, immediately that? I felt like, okay. oh, I found it. But then immediately after. But it's such a fast emotion where you're just like, wait a minute. I'm an idiot. Well... On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah, so hang on to, hang on to your wallets. Hang, you got to know where your wallet is. I have a thing where I kind of have got this behavior where if I, when I get up from someplace to go somewhere else, I sort of frisk myself. I make sure I have my keys and my phone and my wallet. Yes. Like I do it if I'm getting up on an airplane to get off the plane, I always frisk myself. Yeah. If I'm getting up at a restaurant thing. to leave a restaurant, frisk myself. That's why I was positive I had it. I mean, I was so mm-hmm. positive that it should have been in my coat pocket. And when it wasn't there, it, then your mind starts tricking you. Your mind's like, no, maybe it wasn't there. Maybe that was just your phone. You need and to re, You need to be retrained on your frisking behavior because you're not. No. You're obviously letting yourself down. And to people who are under, what age do you start frisking yourself? That was probably in my 30s at some point where I decided, look, I, got, I can't take any more chances. I've been frisking myself pretty heavily since my <laughs> teens. <laughs> it's a little something that you sometimes call frisking plus. Yeah. It's a little, little, little thing I call, sometimes, thing I call looking for the keys. Sometimes it deteriorates into full-on strip search. <laughs> I'm going to be late for dinner because I got a little involved in frisking myself. Guys, I couldn't find my keys for like 20 minutes. Heavy frisking. I got distracted a little bit watching internet porn and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to take a shower, and it turned out my keys were right there the whole time. Yeah, they weren't in that internet porn anywhere. Hmm. Couldn't find them in there at all. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, hold on, hold on to your keys, your wallet. It's a good your... message coming into the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah, advice? For the have you ever lost your wallet? Have you ever actually lost your wallet? Had to cancel your credit cards and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. I've never had to do it. The last time that happened uh, was at the Y. It was at the YMCA. <laughs> Not. Oh, I was well, a member at the heavy y- frisking. Yeah, you better believe somebody it. Somebody else was doing the frisking. YMCA. <laughs> yeah, we. I was at the YMCA Easy working out. Dynasty. I used to go there to work yeah. out. Before that was before I found out that I could just jump around in my underpants in my hotel room and get a great workout there. But. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it got it got swiped at the, from the Y out of my locker, and I think I know, and I think I know the guy who did it. But you know, you can't go look. They, let me look in your gym bag. But right, yeah, it was gone, and then I had to cancel everything and reget, you know, the credit cards and the driver's license and all that other stuff. But I've recently had to do a thing where my credit card they, they say there's been a fraud, so we're sending you a new credit card number. You oh. know. I've had yeah, that happen that. a couple times in the last couple of years, which is the same as losing your wallet because you have to go from the standpoint of that one credit card because you have to go through and everything that that card is hooked to, you know, like automatic payments fan. has to get re, re um, configured. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pain. Yeah, it was that's a pain. pain. 
It was a pain, but another. Well, even just knowing, I mean, on this one, I, I, I was doing the math of trying to think of what I even had in my wallet because I keep my cash and then my little kind of wallet thing, just my card separate. And so it was just like that's how I, I mean, do you know, it. I got my my driver's license and my credit card, but sometimes I have a few other little things in there, and it was just like I don't even know what's in there right now. Mm-hmm. What's in your wallet? Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's what the commercials good. say. Thanks, Alec Baldwin. I'm going to go check. Yeah, I'm glad Alec's making a good living. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is he though? Is yeah, he? good for him. Taxes eat that up. He's got some kind of alimony, child support. I'm sure it's not as easy to be Alec Baldwin as you think. No, you know, but it's pretty fun. I'd like a crack at it. I think just if he could, I, I'm sure he would love to stop being Alec Baldwin for a few months or a year and let somebody else take a shot at it. And I would love it if we start to live in a world where that can happen. Yeah, like Wife Swap or whatever that show is, Alec Baldwin Swap. Body gotta, swap. I just do Alec Baldwin's life for a while, and he does yeah, mine. You got it. Yeah, or he does, or he, right. or he swaps out with somebody else. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he swaps out with the president. <laughs> he gets to be the president, <laughs> and I get to be Alec Baldwin. And the president okay. has to be Alec Baldwin. I feel like between those two people, I would rather be Alec Baldwin than the president. How about you? Yeah, probably. I would love to be Alec Baldwin. I mean, I'd like to give it a try. I'd like to hang out with Alec Baldwin for a day. Yeah, I think, I think that, that would, be, would fun. be fun. If you were hanging out with him and he and he was into it, if it was just like some radio contest where you, hey, hang out with Alec Baldwin yeah. for a day, and then he's like, oh, yeah, you're the douchebag I got to hang out with all day, that wouldn't be so much fun. I might even find that really fun, though. <laughs> hang, hang out with Alec Baldwin, and Alec Baldwin hates you for the day. <laughs> I mean, it, part of me would be crushed and sad, but the other part of me would be, because you just know, be so funny <laughs> would you keep trying that, to do things to make him laugh yeah you <laughs> like you keep trying to, to do some other douchey thing <laughs> like you go hey. buy him a flower hey, i got you a flower alec <laughs> alec your hair looks great and he just keeps yeah <laughs> let's get our haircuts let's get a double appointment with your guy alec let's do that <laughs> yeah i bet he could be really mean with his put downs it would be pretty fun yeah yeah he's a clever guy I yeah. wouldn't want to be on Alec Baldwin's bad side. Oh, maybe that's a new show. Get put down by Alec Baldwin. It's a thing that he does to raise money and for charity. Just, yeah, he just puts you down. <laughs> he just takes one look at you. You go for coffee, and he just tells you what he doesn't like about you. <laughs> maybe you just maybe he just calls your answering machine and leaves you a terrible message about how how terrible yeah. you are. Yeah, like his assistant comes and looks at you, takes some notes. And then, and then he just calls you because he's too busy. He just calls you based on those notes. And oh no, his assistant makes some notes. Then his assistant has a five-minute conversation about the notes, where he suggests a couple ideas, and then they hire a ghostwriter to write what he's actually <laughs> going to say. But then he doesn't even say it. They hire somebody to do an impression of Alec Baldwin, who, yeah. who that's who they actually record. Yeah, that would just be really hard on your self-esteem. Yeah, it would be. But I would like it if he just, if they wrote something for him and then he just improvised it based on his own made up opinions of what you might be based on those jokes. <laughs> Maybe he could just do one of them. I'm sure he's already done something like, you could just yeah. listen to the thing from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross again and pretend that that's yeah. about you. Um, that's true. But but you would rather spend the day with Alec Baldwin than the president, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think so. He'd be a lot more fun. And I think more so. interesting. I think he'd have way better stories, too. I think Alec Baldwin, the odds that Alec Baldwin would let his guard down and actually tell you something really good or better than the president. The, the president, I just don't think he can even relax anymore. He's too no. on guard all the and time. And he's not going to tell you anything. Mm. Alec Baldwin might. 
he might tell you something. I could see him telling you something, but then getting you so drunk that you can't remember it. <laughs> so, like the next day, you're like, you you call his assistant, and you're like, you know what? He told me a story about something that was so funny, and I can't remember what it was. And they go, "Sorry, he's not taking your calls anymore. <laughs> your appointment's over." It, it would be funny to be so famous as he is, obviously, that we have this very detailed preconceived idea <laughs> of what it would be like to spend the day with him when you know who knows if that's not it's just based on character yeah. the way he is in movies and how we've seen him act on the letterman yes. show but yeah i know yeah, it's good for him yeah who knows maybe he picks you up you go out to amish country you churn some butter he's like this is what i do on tuesdays <laughs> what do you do what did you think i was going to be doing i would love it if that's what it did i, know, I would love it I'm if saying. that's what it was I, i'm saying i would love no matter what happened, I feel like I would love it. If he was nice to you, if he was mean to you, if you were churning butter, if you were just doing shots at a bar. Talk about any, talk any way you look at it, Alec Baldwin, fun times. <laughs> talk about your day with the president of the United States. What do you think he would take you to go do? Eh, nothing. He's picking up his dry cleaning and No, he has someone else do that. You'd have to go to some state. No, I bet he actually some... does it because he's just He's so tired and just wants to get out of there and wants people to leave him alone. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I think the president is just – I mean I think it would be – because you don't get to interact. He's always surrounded by security guys. You're not doing anything fun. Well, that's the weird thing when you think about uh, politicians, even senators and congresspeople, but the president in particular. You know, they're making decisions for us about all of this stuff that they never even do. Like, they don't go on the Internet. So when you talk about Internet neutrality and all that other stuff, they don't go or the government is listening to your emails or your phone calls. They don't they don't make any emails or phone calls except for the really super important ones that they're being, you know, they're on the record or being yeah. recorded later for something. You know, they don't even – they don't have a – like – I don't think the pre the president doesn't have a browser history. You can't no. go you can't go to, in and see Barack Obama's internet browser history. You know? Do you think he has his own special internet? I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Maybe he has his own web because the military designed it, right? Wasn't it a government? He could. Uh, Maybe he does. But I mean, you can't. You can follow the president on Twitter, but it's just a bunch of BS. It's worthless. Yeah. It's yeah. Like you the, follow Alec Baldwin on Twitter. That's a nice time. It used to be better than it is now. I feel yeah, like he's gotten not, burned he's, a little on Twitter, and so he had yeah, to, he had to bail off. Careful. Ah, see? That sucks. Well. Oh, well. Listen, There'll be I'd, something new. There'll be a different Twitter thing that'll come out that will be better than Twitter. I'm hoping that, that happens. Twitter really anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't feel like Twitter is my thing. I'm not even sure that podcasting is my thing, but I've, we're, I'm enjoying it more than I'm enjoying Twitter. Yeah, it's Twitter. fun. I like doing it. It's fun. See, Twitter I don't really enjoy that much, and I only have like seven followers, so it's just when I tweet something, I feel like I'm just talking to myself. So it's, you feel like a crazy person. Well, and then sometimes I'll follow people who do have a lot of followers, and I look at what they're doing, and I think, well, that's not really that much more than what I'm doing. I don't understand. And then then you start to feel like now I'm bitter because someone has more followers than me on Twitter. This is ridiculous. Well, the thing is, is yeah, I mean, I I've sort of I Meanwhile, went through that phase in Twitter where I was trying to you know I tweet some funny things once in a while, and then you look at other people and you think, well, they've got a million followers and they're not even that funny but they're getting lots of retweets but it's just one of those things if you don't have anybody following you what's the point there's no point you're just talking to yourself 
Well, I don't know. I'm still I'm still sort tweeting. Of. I'm still tweeting. That's probably yeah, the best way. You've got a bunch of followers. i got a few. And yeah. then, uh, so you're good. You, you're good, and they like it, and you got fans, people Yeah, it's all right. And then Facebook. Yeah. you got to go on Facebook, I suppose. But I should maybe spend more time paying attention to Facebook, but I, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I can't stand the Facebook. There's I was too just much other stuff going on. It's hard to figure out what the hell you're doing. Yeah, there's so much stuff, and so much stuff is wrong, too. There's all these things that get posted on there, and they're not accurate, or they're just done. A lot of it's pretty negative. And, and not that nice, and then other is just people posting a picture of it's a lot of it's just bragging. I've realized too, it's just people taking a picture of like their awesome new car or their vacation, or it's sort of you know it, it feels a little bit showy to me mm-hmm. or boring. People are taking pictures of their food. There's a lot of things I don't. I guess what I'm saying is there's a lot of things I don't like when I look at it. I look at it, and I go, I don't know. That seems a little. That seems a little pretentious to post that. I can't believe that you have to show an ID to get into a bar, Nigel, because you are old. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I look so amazingly young. Yeah, like you're 17. <laughs> Good skin. Good skin. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Well, yeah, that's I think we're hoping for. I've got to go pick my daughter up from her play date now. Okay. You want to keep doing the podcast? We'll go pick her up uh, and together on the podcast. Have I would her love and her to do that. Friends do that? I would love to do that, but I feel like. I don't have the technology for that. Yeah, got to get the president involved. Yeah, I get outside of the Wi-Fi Air, signal. Air Force One. If I could get, we could do it on the phone and just ask the NSA to send us a copy. But I, you know, I don't think that you they can't do that. rely on that. You no, can't rely you can't on them do to that. do it. Oh. So I'll just say Happy New Year and Merry yeah, Christmas. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, talk to you later. Okay. Send nice. us some emails. I hope people send emails telling us what. We sh- what how, what we were wrong about? <laughs> well, to, why don't well, you? That's kind of that's too many. That's too many. Yeah, emails. just t- t- send us an email about what we were right about. Yeah, well, that's not going to be any emails. Just send us an email. <laughs> just send me an email, yeah, please. Email. Could you just yeah. send me an email? Fire not a letter, me. though. I don't know. I can't walk the two blocks of the post office to get it. Yeah, don't do that. It's going to make everyone upset. And don't tweet it because I or put it on Facebook. Just send it. Just email it. You can tweet me, and then I'll text it to Nigel. <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Thanks, Nigel. Okay, bye, listeners. Bye. Bye, Jake. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's your Boxing Day Lost Wallet Happy New Year episode of the Jake This or Jake Johansson podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Nigel and I enjoyed it, and I think my wife enjoyed it. And uh, I'm glad you could be here this whole year. And I hope I'll uh, I hope I'll be uh, talking to you next year. I mean, I'm going to be talking into this thing, and it's going to be available for you to listen to. And I hope that you will. I hope you'll listen. I hope you'll listen next year. I'm not going to beg. Well, I mean, if it would help, I would. But I'm just going to thank you. I'm going to say thank you. Thanks for listening, and uh, hang in there. Let's have a great, let's have a great 2014. How about that? There's a novel idea. Let's make this one better than the last one. Okay, I'm out of gas. All right, but I'm not going to give up. Do not give up. Do not give up, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to be plenty of time to give up later. Let's let's put it off. Let's put it off till 2015. And then, uh, well, we'll, re- we'll have another meeting about this at the end of 2014. But I'm going to remind you from time to time. All right. Thanks for listening. And uh, Happy New Year.